0: It basically just means that you can rent your personal house to your business for 14 days or less per year, and you will not have to pay tax on that rental income, but your business gets to deduct that rent expense. So it kind of makes that income disappear. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You To Know.
1: A podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you.
0: I'm Carson Sands.
1: And I'm Taryn Sands. And together, we started our CPA firm. We've grown exponentially over the past six years.
0: I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses.
1: And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship.
0: Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact.
1: And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit.
0: We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know.
1: In a fun and easy to understand way.
0: Let's get started.
1: Let's do it. So we heard you loud and clear. We've pulled all of you on our Instagram account, and you guys want to hear about tax deductions. And it's that time of year where we're about to wrap up the last quarter, and everyone needs to get all their ducks in a row and start planning for 2023. So Now,
0: that's assuming you like to pay less taxes, because some people want to pay more.
1: I don't know anyone that wants to pay more taxes.
0: There's got to be someone. <laughs>
1: Also, contrary to popular belief, we do not like taxes, and we don't want you to have to pay taxes, and we don't like paying taxes. So that's why this is a good podcast to listen to, because we actually hate taxes just as much as you do.
0: The people that work at the IRS hate taxes, too. Everyone hates them.
1: Okay, so everyone hates taxes, and we want to make sure that you pay as little taxes as possible while also not getting audited or go to jail. So that's our job. So today we want to talk about some big tax deductions that if you're a business owner, you should definitely be using now. And if you're not, you have some time to get those in place before the end of the year. And this could be for new business owners. I know a lot of you are saying, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what I can deduct and what I can't deduct. This could also be helpful for established business owners who aren't using some of these that are not so well known. So we're going to go through these. Quickly, and we're going to address which ones we already have podcasts about so you can get all the nitty gritty details. The first one is depreciation, so specifically bonus depreciation in section 179.
0: These are great deductions for anybody that buys an asset that costs more than $2,500. Typically, when you do that, you have to expense the asset. Am I using jargon here? It just means you don't get to take an expense or deduct the entire cost of that asset in the year you buy it. You have to split that up over, in the example of a vehicle, over five years. So if you bought a $50,000 car, you would deduct $10,000 per year for five years. And section 179 and bonus depreciation are just ways that you can take more or all of that expense in the first year, the year that you buy the vehicle. So Section 179 is important this year because they have taken away 100% bonus depreciation. So in 2023, you can only deduct 80% of that asset using bonus depreciation. As long as you have a profit, you can deduct 100% of the cost using Section 179. So go back and listen to that episode because there are a lot of specifics to Section 179 and bonus depreciation, especially Section 179 though, that you have to meet all of the specific requirements. And as long as you meet those, then it's a great deduction. But that episode details every single thing you need to do to make sure that you get all of the benefits of that deduction.
1: And that is episode number eight. And that was a lot of accounting talk right there. So I just want to simplify Anytime you purchase a fixed asset that costs over $2,500, you have to depreciate that item, meaning you can't take the whole amount as a deduction, which kind of sucks because you bought it and you can't use that, that tax year to help you with your taxes. So this is just a way that you can use all of that in the first year. So if you buy a big purchase, it definitely helps get your taxable income down. Otherwise, they're going to have you use a little deduction every single year for either seven years or 10, however many.
0: Right. It depends on the kind of asset.
1: You'll have to depreciate it over a bunch of different years, and it just won't help you out as much in the first year. So that's why this is a really great deduction to look into so that you know how you are using and benefiting from buying large assets. So if you want more information on that and you want all the details on that, that is episode number eight. Now, the next one we're going to talk about is paying your kids, which you've probably heard about this, but you don't know the specifics. So we'll give you a little bit and we'll also direct you to episode number two, which has all of the information. If you do decide you want to start paying your kids out of your business.
0: Whenever you pay your kids that are under 18, they don't have to pay tax on that income as long as it's below $13,850. That's the standard deduction. In fact, they won't even have to file a tax return. So that's a great way to get an expense on your business without generating income for anybody else. Now, one thing people often ask is, well, what if I don't have enough extra money to pay my kid $13,000? Well, you don't actually have to give it to them. You can use it to help pay expenses. They do live in your house and eat your groceries after all. There's no law saying you can't do that. You can put it into a college account for them. You can use it to pay for their school sports and their cleats and all the many, many other things that we spend on our kids. You can buy those things out of that money without actually giving it to them to buy, you know, I don't know, $13,000 worth of Pokemon cards. So don't think that that's just money that's going to disappear into the endless spending that your kids want to do.
1: So it's basically just a great way to reduce your taxable income if you have a lot of profit and you want to pay your kids so that you can reduce that just a bit.
0: Now we do talk about, as always, the intricate details of whenever you have a Schedule C business or an S-Corp or a partnership and when you pay your kids under all of those scenarios in episode two. So make sure you listen to that depending on which business entity type you have.
1: Next, we're going to talk about the Augusta Rule. And that is a rule where you can pay yourself rent from your business. And we're gonna talk a little bit about it now, but for all of the details, you want to check out episode number 22.
0: Yeah, the Augusta Rule. This is a weird, weird thing. It basically just means that you can rent your personal house to your business for 14 days or less per year. And you will not have to pay tax on that rental income, but your business gets to deduct that rent expense. So it kind of makes that income disappear. Now there's several rules that we talk about in episode number 22, but in short, you do have to pay a fair amount of rent. You can't just say, Oh, $10,000 per night. That's not going to cut it. And, you know, there's some other things that you have to do in order to make sure you get that deduction and follow all of the IRS rules. But suffice it to say, if you have a profitable business and you're not utilizing this, then you're missing out on a very valuable deduction.
1: Exactly. So the next one we're going to talk about is the S-Corp. If you follow us, you know we say S-Corp, S-Corp, S-Corp.
0: What's an S-Corp again? We do have an episode on that.
1: We have three episodes on that. So if you are a business profiting over $50,000 on your Schedule C or your partnership, you definitely need to look into switching to an S-Corp. This will save you thousands of dollars every single year, but there's a lot of information. So if that sounds like you and you're making well over $50,000 in profit, you need to stop and listen to episodes 38 39 and 40. And this will give you all the information about the S Corp.
0: And if you prefer to read, then just check out our guide for S Corps.
1: Yes, we do have an S Corp guide. I will link it in the show notes. You can also use podcasts to get a discount on that guide if you just go to what your CPA wants you to know.com.
0: But in short, on the S-Corp, whenever you have a business, like a Schedule C business on your personal tax return, and you've been self-employed for a little bit, you'll notice that you're paying income tax and self-employment tax on all of the profit you make from that business. Whenever you convert to an S-Corp, the S-Corp is not subject to self-employment tax. So you'll still pay a little bit of payroll taxes because you'll have to pay yourself a salary, but depending on how you configure the salary and distribution portion of your S-Corp, you can save a lot of money on those self-employment taxes. So the details of that can be a bit lengthy, uh, but if you listen to those episodes 38, 39, and 40, you will hear all the details, maybe more than you want, but you need it.
1: Yeah, and this is not a crazy tax strategy. This is something that everyone uses. So if you don't know about the S-Corp yet, it's really good to check out those episodes because it will also teach you how your taxes work as a business owner if you're just getting started and aren't really understanding all of it yet.
0: And we're talking about ten dollars to $20,000 of tax savings per year for the S-Corp. So this is a big one.
1: Yes, definitely one of the biggest. Now, the last thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode was just common deductions that people sometimes forget or if you just want like a general list. So first, if you are an influencer or creator, or really just a 1099 recipient, then you need to check out episode number 10. That's going to give you a nice list of things that you can deduct and give you a lot more information if you're very new to all of this. But I also wanted to ask you, what are some things that people often forget to give you that are actually deductible?
0: Well, so many people work from home now, and there's a few ways you can deduct a home office. So make sure that you talk to your tax person about that or look up the rules if you're doing your own tax return so that you don't miss out on that. That can be $1,500 or more per year in tax deductions. There's also mileage make sure you track every single mile you drive for your business. That's including trips to get office supplies, trips to go pick up the mail, going to meet a client for lunch. Every single mile that you drive is a deduction.
1: Yeah, that one actually really adds up very quickly and it's something that people forget to give us all the time.
0: And don't forget about all your memberships and association dues or any license fees you have. If you're, for example, a personal trainer, usually there's money that you have to spend every year to keep that certificate anything like that that you spend money on, of course, are deductions. But most of the other ones are things that people realize, you know, if you buy office supplies, or if you buy equipment or tools or things like that for your business, obviously, people know those are deductions, just make sure that you're tracking those properly. Because it's easy to forget if you don't have a really good bookkeeping system.
1: Also, one that people are often surprised by is that if they have a Schedule C business, then they have a cell phone they're paying for personally, but they also use it for the business. So we'll go ahead and take 50% of that and put that as an expense. And they don't realize that we're able to do that. So if you are using your phone for your business, you can take a percentage of that fee and deduct that as well.
0: And for most people, that's going to be at least $600 a year. Yeah, Also, if you're self-employed and you have health insurance, and let's say it's not like your spouse has a W-2 job where you just use their insurance, but you are paying for insurance out of pocket, then there's something called self-employed health insurance deduction, and that's a really good deduction because health insurance is not cheap these days.
1: No, absolutely not. So those are the big tax deductions that we want all of our clients to know about and use if it applies to their business. We also do have a new business guide that has a lot of pages with so many tax deductions, how to set up your books, when you should be looking for the S-Corp, all of the things moving forward as your business grows. And once again, you can go to our website to purchase that and you can use code podcast to get a discount on our site. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to What What Your CPA Wants You You To Know Podcast.
0: Podcast. This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional.